Uh, welcome to another special episode of Sockers Is That So. Today, I'm speaking to Ross. Now, Ross is the author of a substack called Venture Insecurity. If you haven't heard of it, you will hear of it soon. But he's also an included VC fellow and the head of product. Uh, welcome to the show, Ross. Happy to be here. Thanks, Saka. Absolutely. So, I mean, you have a very special journey uh, with content creation and everything's about content nowadays on Instagram, on Facebook, but you started creating content and have created this sort of, uh, not viral, but, you know, traction in the specific niche. And so today's episode, will chat through how you got started and then ultimately where you are now, but walk me through the first time you decided I need to create some content. Why did you even feel the need to create content in the first place? So honestly, uh, I, I, I think it's a fantastic question precisely because I don't think about what I do as content creation. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't think about it at all. So uh, my story is, is rather interesting and probably somewhat unusual for anybody who, like, who essentially writes or creates any content. So uh, I'm fairly new to cybersecurity. I started in the industry a couple of years ago, and when I did... What I came to realize is that cybersecurity is an incredibly complex space. Uh, there are different types of players that I, I, I was not familiar with from my past experiences across fintech, e-commerce, retail, wholesale, and a number of other industries. So when I when I started in cyber, uh, my, my number one goal was really to understand what are the different moving parts of the industry? What are the different players? How do they all interact? How do they all come together? What like what are the incentive systems impacting the way the products are bought and sold? Uh, what like what are the problems at the industry level? Like where what are the trends shaping the future of the space and so on and so forth. And so as I as I was doing the research into all of those questions, and frankly, the number of questions I had was just over overwhelming. So as I was doing the research, I came to realize that. After a certain point, I had a number of notes uh, scattered all over the different Google Docs uh, about, about all of those topics. And so one day I was just like, hey, there is an interesting, there is an interesting problem. I've spent so much time looking into it. Why do I why why can I not share what I've learned with others? And so that was really the start. So by no means I have ever intended to become like an active active writer of a, of a blog. In fact, blogging for me has always uh, been seen as something that, you know, like journalists do or somebody who has something to say. And, and you know, I'm just a humble, humble servant of the people, uh, fairly, you know, it's a product guy. Yeah, no, that's fascinating. So it sounds like there was a deep curiosity about something and you just noticed over time that you had had a body of work, quote unquote, notes around you, and you wanted to use them or share that those notes or that information that you had acquired. Is that kind of roughly what it was? That's exactly what it was. So uh, like the, the quote unquote content creation has never been the goal. In fact, I find myself rather, you see, I do not necessarily enjoy spending time on, on, on social media. In fact, LinkedIn is the only social media that I'm I'm fairly active on. Everything else, like I have a Twitter account, it's pretty dead. And I I, I deleted Facebook probably uh, close to a decade ago. I yeah, I I, I never had the TikTok account. So I'm not 
Like I'm not exactly like an active social media person. Instead, what I do enjoy is just focusing on focusing on a large topic and really trying to understand like what are the different ins and outs? What are the different pieces that all fit together? So as opposed to just, you know, trying to kind of produce short, you know, short videos or, or short uh, posts on Twitter or, or somewhere else, what I genuinely enjoy is just like focus and also the ability to meet to meet new people. And so for me, writing in many ways uh, has been a way to to reach out and to say, hey, you like you're an expert in this field. I'm interested in understanding this this area better. Here is what I know so far. What are the gaps? Like, what am I not seeing? Being an outsider, being new to the specific area, and so just the 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 learning experience and the process of of asking people for help. It's like, uh, oh my god, what was? There is there is this uh, story about the stone soup where you bring uh yeah I don't I don't remember the details like you can you can do some googling but basically the idea is uh a guy a guy brought a stone uh, into into somebody's house and said hey let's cook a stone soup people looked at him saying like hey like what 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 the hell does that even mean uh so he uh, his response was like okay why don't you start by boiling the water so they were like, okay, they started boiling the water. He threw the stone in. And his next question was like, hey, do you have some salt? Yeah, we have some salt. Do you have some, you know, do you have some, some potatoes? Yes, we have some potatoes. And so something that started by, by you know, just a, a random stone ended up attracting, like bringing a bunch of other ingredients and, 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 uh, and turning in, into a delicious soup. And so in a similar way, that is how I see writing. So I have a stone. I start. Like I start the process by doing some research by obviously like using my past experiences and, and uh, kind of bringing it all together. But there are some blind spots and there are things that I'm not seeing. And that's where uh, many other people are genuinely uh, open to to help and fill in the gaps. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fascinating. How do you go about um, filling out those gaps are you interviewing other people do you create a sort of skeleton of what you want the story to be about and then as you find research maybe you google things maybe you speak to people you fill it out just kind of walk us through how you actually go about filling those gaps and creating a body of work from maybe your idea or from your notes to the end product so uh it's a, it's a fantastic question uh and one of the reasons why it is a great question because i'm actually much less organized uh, when it comes to writing, you know, I don't, so what I have, like at any given point, like at any point in time, I have about somewhere between like 15 and like 25 or so Google Docs, uh, just in, in you know, in, in one of the sections of my browser where I essentially just add different notes about, about the topics I'm interested in, uh, like wherever that is, I'm exploring. And it just so happens that like I read a lot about the industry. I read a lot about the, you know, the the way different business models functions, the way different different companies operate. And so as I do it, you know, just sometimes like the light bulb uh, lights up, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's an interesting point. It it could be potentially related to to this other area I, I'm looking at. So. For me, uh, writing has in many ways been about the ability to organize my own thinking and kind of compartmentalize uh, 
the stuff that I do on the daily basis anyway. Like, for example, like when, when you think about it, I, I'm sure there are a bunch of questions around venture capital that you are exploring. They, they, they might be interesting to you. They might be interesting to others. And so you read a lot about that topic anyway, like every single day. I'm confident you consume some, some articles. You look like you, you listen to some podcasts. And so uh, between that content consumption and the ability to, to, to produce something on your own, there is there is really just like note taking, understanding, like kind of building building your own understanding of the topic, and then enriching it with with all the other sources. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I yeah, I mean that sounds fascinating. I when I do content creation, it's usually because I'm inspired by or frustrated by a specific problem, and I want the world to kind of know about it. And so I'll research that particular thing and kind of share my thoughts. Uh, looking at the topic from different angles. And I just want to share that with the world. And inadvertently, you know, sometimes you get a hit whereby it goes viral sort of on LinkedIn or whatever it is. And other times it's a dud, no one really cares. So walk me through how you kind of built your audience and what you've seen resonates with audiences as you've been posting frequently. Is it sort of catchy stuff that you try and put up there so that you get the clicks or you get engagement? Or did you just post the best content you liked and you didn't really worry about the engagement or you didn't take note of what was getting traction and not getting traction when you you posted it or you shared your content? Yeah, so uh, I, I one thing that I definitely I definitely don't do is, is, optimi is optimizing for engagement. So because... Like because I start like I, I essentially I start writing by looking at the problems I am personally interested in. Uh, sometimes there is an overlap with what other people would like to read about, and sometimes there isn't, and that's okay. You know, my goal with a lot of what I do is to get like to get a better understanding about uh, making investment decisions in the space, to get a better understanding about uh, go-to-market strategies uh, that work to get a better understanding about, about the topics that I am personally interested in. And so uh, a lot, like a lot of that research and a lot of that, like a lot of this, uh, like a lot of the time I put in ends up in, in me uh, publishing an article and some of it doesn't. Not necessarily because there isn't a compelling story to tell, but also because uh, I might realize like, hey, you know, this isn't, this isn't that big of a problem, really. After all, like this is fairly simple and, and really there isn't a need for me to talk about it. Uh, the one thing that I have been doing in order for me to get some, uh, to get just more people uh, read read what I talk about is trying to only focus, like when, you know, I, I look at, I look at a, a broad number of problems, but when it comes to writing, I try to write about stuff that others don't. So what I don't do is, you know, like in every industry, in every in every uh, industry vertical, there is generally some stuff that everybody just repeats, like day after day. It's like, hey, uh, you know, there is a problem in in VC space, and this is what we need to do about the problem. I I tend to I tend to leave those topics away. It's just like when when everybody uh, talks about the same problem all the time. There is little new I can bring into like into into you know into the uh, the space. So instead, I try looking at the problem that don't get as much attention and yet are still very very interesting. So that's that's probably that's one thing. 
Uh, the other thing what I find resonates with people, well, not so much resonates with people, but uh, consistency does pay off a lot. And so it is like genuinely, I don't think it's hard to write good articles. I don't think it's hard to be con to be like to 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 film great videos. I don't think it's hard to be active on social media. It generally isn't. If your goal is to to do like a one-off thing, I'm confident that almost anybody would have an idea that they can they can share their thoughts about. What is genuinely hard is to like to create an expectation that hey, this is not a one-off thing that I I, I did and I may never do again, but it is to create an expectation that this is a recurring thing for me and then to actually deliver on that expectation. So consistency, in my mind, has been really the, the, the sole reason why I was able to, why the number of people who read the stuff I write has been growing. It's it's not that there is like, I, I have to say, there has not been like a single, like a, a specific article they just got you know a, a crazy traction like some some get more uh, get more uh, eyeballs than the others but at the end of the day it's the it's the cumulative effect of you doing it consistently and people reading it they like week after week sharing it with others that's what really grows the audience yeah that's probably one of the hardest things to do to be consistent because you got to make the time to do it you got to be so passionate about it from one day to the next and continue that for a long time um yeah consistency is probably the the part i struggle with the most but do you have a schedule then so you post at the same time every week or are you kind of flexible with that how do you manage that do you automate the posts how do you do it uh yeah so i don't have the schedule uh what i i i try to post once a week uh sometimes uh it just so happens i don't have anything compelling to share and then i don't so i like I don't have a schedule that I'm trying to adhere. Instead, I, I kind of go the opposite. I take the opposite approach, which is when there is something I, I have ready to share, I will share it. Sometimes it happens that I will publish two articles a week. At other, other times, it is just one. So uh, again, I it's hard for me to say what would happen if I did have a consistent schedule or if I did take a different approach. But again, because I do this, I do this as a hobby. I do this. I do this as something I enjoy. Like I try not to turn it into like a boring routine. So instead, if there is an interesting problem, if there is something that I have researched and I found, hey, you know, this is like this is a fascinating topic. I think somebody else would find it valuable. Then I will I will share something with yeah. with with my readers. And if there isn't, I won't. So in the same way, no consistent schedule. So no no specific day of the week. Uh, sometimes I publish something before the weekend. Sometimes I do it uh, in the middle of the week, sometimes uh, on Monday. Uh, yeah, I be, the, the things I write, well, this is this is probably one thing that I would probably want to call out is that the stuff I publish is different in a number of ways. First of all, I try to not do any sort of opinion pieces, meaning, I don't, uh, what I don't do is looking at the problem in the industry and saying, hey, here are the, here are the four reasons why it's happening and, and, and this is what I think. Instead, I try to take more of a, more of a, well, not necessarily scientific approach, but like I try to 
put in more substance into it. So what that truly means, like in practical terms, is that my articles are generally somewhere between like 15 and 45 minutes read. So it's not like it's not like it's not a quick like 800 uh, words. It it can be as as many as like nine and a half thousand words. So for somebody to read like that long piece of a content, they need to like they need to really do it on their own terms. So nobody is going to open like nobody is going to open an email on Monday morning, see an article which takes 45 minutes to read and be like, yeah, you know what? This is how I'm going to start my day. So no matter when I publish it, if this is something that people will find interesting, they will bookmark it and they will come to it back later. And if it's not interesting, they'll just they'll just disregard it. So I'm not I'm not trying to over make it any any more complicated than than what it should be. So yeah. I don't publish the opinion pieces. And yeah, and and I and I don't just post for the sake of posting. Yeah. And it sounds like there've been other benefits of creating content and sharing your thoughts or journey and ideas beyond it just being a hobby. I know right now it's a hobby and you like to do it, but have there been any benefits that have come your way, either from a networking perspective or uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out because I've gotten some from the content I do, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. So uh, I have I have been talking uh, about this uh, with a couple of my friends over the past few weeks. And I have to say, writing has been the most impactful uh the most impactful thing i've done when it comes to my personal and professional growth like it has genuinely been the most impactful no overstatements uh after i started writing i it just so happened that people people were naturally reaching out and saying like giving either words of encouragement or genuinely looking to connect to share uh, their perspectives about different topics and so like one, just one thing led to another. Uh, writing has opened a door for for expanding my network in, and meeting incredible people in the community. From there, I've learned about other opportunities. I started doing some advisory work, helping uh, cybersecurity startups with their go-to-market strategy, uh, with their like product strategy, and and a number of other things. From there, I joined a couple of investment syndicates and started making uh, some angel investments. Uh, connected with, an, with, with a number of investors, started doing some advisory work for, for VCs in this space. So it has really been a snowball and all of it started with writing. So if there is, you know, I, I, don't, generally, I don't generally give people or like jump with my advices about uh, what to do and what not to do but if there is one thing that i would genuinely recommend to people is hey share share your thoughts share the and most importantly share your knowledge because this day it's 2023 everybody has an opinion and everybody feels compelled that to share this opinion which honestly sometimes just isn't valuable what is valuable is seeing like a well-researched very well put together uh, experience or, or or a perspective on the topic that the person is deeply passionate about, like that, to me is super valuable. But just churning out content for the sake for the sake of doing it, it's it's not something I've done. It may work for for some other people, which is great. I don't do it. I don't recommend it, and I will never read that that kind of content either. Yeah, I find that the things I read and I engage with, or the content I engage with, is usually things that 
are either A, super entertaining, so for leisure, or B, I get so much value from it because it's practical or I can use it or it opens my mind to something. So I always think about making things valuable and hence this podcast as well. I'm asking about tips and tricks and things of that nature so the audience can get value from this as well. Because quite frankly, I'm not the most entertaining guy. So we're trying to keep it value driven <laughs> for now. But no, that's fascinating. And so, I mean, once you build up an audience, you know, and it keeps growing, eventually you're going to get to the point you have 10,000, 100,000 people. Like it's going to keep growing. What do you think you can do with this going forward? Because a lot of people try and create communities or clubs or angel, but you know, there's all sorts of things you can do as you build a large community or a large following. Do you have any plans or what do you think is the best way to kind of bring the maximum value to as many people within your community in the future? Yeah. So uh, one thing, again, uh, let me start by saying what I don't do or what I'm not interested in doing. So what I'm not interested in doing is to look uh, is looking for ways to quote unquote monetize it. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is I, you know, I genuinely believe that something like not everything in life has to be monetizable. Mm -hmm. And that's really a big pain that I have seen uh, with like this, this, this basically many areas of life where Today, like at this day and age, like you go out, like you almost feel like everybody wants to charge you for everything. So like, I do not have any plans to charge for the content, at least like nothing, not nothing that I have thought of in the short term. Uh, what I did do already is, uh, so last year when, when I, when I realized that there is a very, there is a decent number of founders in my network who may who are looking for 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 some sort of help and support and many of them have have reached out uh, to me asking asking different questions uh i also came to understand that there is an equally high number of security professionals and people in the industry willing to offer their time and to help cybersecurity startups so uh earlier this year uh well earlier in january actually uh, i launched a uh, a platform which essentially brings together cybersecurity professionals and people in the industry who have experience taking products to the market, uh, building sales teams, uh, validating problems, uh, you know, solving engineering challenges, and so on. And the founders looking for that expertise. So the way it essentially works, like it's a purely community-based project. There is no like no money involved whatsoever, like no other agenda other than actually helping people to connect. Uh, it's a double opt-in system. So if a founder sees an interest, like a, a, an advisor who may be helpful, they can reach out. It's a double, it's again, because it's double opt-in, the advisor gets an email, is asked like, hey, are you interested? If they are interested, and the intro goes out to, to the two people. So again, it's a small thing. We've got about 200, 220-ish people in the in, in this in the place at this time. Uh again, it's small, it's nothing, uh, you know, nothing incredibly ambitious, but it's it's just so rewarding to see uh, people interacting and people people helping each other. Uh in a similar fashion, there are a number of other problems in the space which I'm interested in tackling. Uh uh, most of them are, however, at the very, like most of those initiatives are at the very early stages. So I won't be talking about them today, but uh, just uh, as a general answer, there is nothing that I'm planning in advance. 
but whenever there is an opportunity to help people to connect to like to essentially help the people in my network help people in my community to help each other i will always go for it yeah i think that's the best way to do it is deliver value as much as possible and in, eventually that value will be exchanged between the members in your community and yourself um and it's so interesting and one of the things i think you do that's quite interesting compared to other people is everything is video first nowadays we're in the tiktok instagram generation right it's video it's five second clips it's instant information so reading especially in-depth articles is for like it's for a very specific audience you know it's not everyone that'll take the time to go to a page and read nine thousand words right everyone wants five seconds tldr too long didn't read what can i get but you've managed to successfully grow your audience and find the people that are interested in your content delivered the way you deliver it. And so what I think about in my mind is there are different strokes for different folks. It doesn't mean you have to do video specifically or writing, but just know that you have a tribe out there as niche as something like cybersecurity, um, especially people that want to read in-depth articles. There is a group of people out there. It might be 500, it might be 5,000, might be 50,000, but there is a tribe. And what I find the best content creators do is they don't try to appease to the whole universe. They find their tribe and they stick with them and they keep growing. And those ultimately end up being the ones that succeed. But no, it's fascinating having you on, Ross. Thanks so much. Unfortunately, we've got to cut this short, but I'm sure we'll have you back another point in the future. Um, if people want to reach out to you or they want to read some of your writings, where can they find it? Uh, VentureInsecurity.net uh, or uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm going to ask you to post some links uh, whenever you do, you you release the episode. But otherwise, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. That that is genuinely the only social media that I'm actively using. Fantastic! Thanks so much, Ross. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.